The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. The views expressed by the hosts and guests of the Comic Book Chronicles are the opinions of said hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinions of the Comic Book Chronicles, the Click Nation, or the Coast Leather Podcast Network in any part. Thank you. Spoilers. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Rydercat. You can find me at Rydercat on Twitter. You can find me at News News News. You can find me at CBCaps on Instagram. South Carolina with Columbia down the way. And the sound effects you've heard come from none other than our man in Brooklyn. One agent underscore 70 on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. What's up, everybody? Co-hosting from the Borough of Kings, taking it back, way back. No! Sleep! Indeed. Um... <laughs> And you can find this here podcast on the Coastal the Podcast Network at CSPN.us. Do it today. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at this morning, and for some strange reason, Roddy is trending for sports. And I'm like, I did nothing. So, ah! so I assume there must be some sports ball person that's named Roddy or something. I don't know. Either way. You can also find this here podcast on your podcast perusal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Make sure to click like, subscribe, and leave us all the positive five-star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, because it really does matter, and it helps people find us there. Indeed. Indeed. Um, well, folks, we are coming to you on a Sunday night because this week we had a movie protocol one, um, happy veterans day for the, you know, uh, well, we just passed it veterans day, but still yet. Hey, salute your veterans every day, all day. Thank them for their service. Absolutely. Um, but the other service that we are coming late for is because like I said, movie protocol for, the Marvels, uh, which uh, which debuted this week, and people have had thoughts and thoughts and feels about it, and we're about sure. to get into ours right now. Exactly. So, you know, first up, I think it's I, I think it's important to note, and I like this particular headline from I believe it was a Forbes article that the Marvels is a good movie, an enjoyable movie. Right, but what the article's headline was, it's not as bad as a low box office and some of the things that people are saying and some of the reviews are saying that are coming back because it's just a fun movie, but it has a lot of MCU baggage, right? It has a lot of it, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of MCU stuff that it's carrying forward, that it's moving, you know, if, if, if there's a, a, a huge positive for this movie is that it moves the entirety of the MCU storytelling uh, uh, focus forward, 
right? We're not going backwards. We are most certainly going forwards. Most of the things here are going to be picked up on in the near future, unlike uh, a half-dead Eternal in the middle of the ocean that we still have not heard anything about since. <laughs> yes, maybe one whisper here just in the background was like, okay, no, we're not going to. But yes, we'll leave, and we also leave all the going backwards with uh, Loki, which we will talk about after this. Um, but yeah, I agree with uh, Agent Seventy's uh, assessment of it. I is it's kind of funny because I I am the kind of type of person that is kind of like if you are interested in the movie, you should watch it on your own merit and not go by what you might see online for one or two reasons for 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 you know for the two obvious reasons you know. The people that glow too much about it might be a little bit, might be being uh, hyperbolic, and the people who are down in it are very much probably uh, being hyperbolic about it, right? Uh, including cer- certain notable hip hop producers who were like, "All right, calm down, sir." <laughs> Wait, what? So a uh, um, a certain Mr. Pete Rock said that Marvel the, the Marvel movies are dead. I, I, Okay. Yeah, like calm down, sir. Calm, calm, calm your, calm down. <laughs> so you know, shit like that happens. But you know, uh, but that that aside, you just take that for what it is. Um, th- we're we're I I still think we're in a in a good place with this with this movie, despite the hubbub about it. Like Agent Seventy said, the whatever reviews might because I saw one review that had me go ahead and um um mute the hashtag the marvels <laughs> really like, oh, well because it was because it was a um it was like tuesday before it happened so i was like okay let me talk, let me nip this in the bud right quick before anybody before i see anybody else's impressions mm-hmm. and that and that the person that i did so i was like well i don't it's not like i take these impressions to my heart but i was like right. okay, that person didn't sounds like they didn't care for it but also you know there's a certain cachet for people getting likes and views for just being down on stuff just because they can be down. Not saying that this person was, because I don't know that person like that. But, you know, there are people who like to jump on stuff because they're contrary. <laughs> they may have actually not liked it, and that's on them, and that's fine with for, for them, for, you know. Um, and why does that keep happening? I do not know. <laughs> Is it like is this an I, answer? I don't get <laughs> notifications like that at work. Which is why I don't have anything that would notification, and I didn't even get a notification from that, so I don't know what. <laughs> so something's happening in the background that I don't know is going on, and that uh, I'm going so, to do some troubleshooting. So I wanted to, to pick up right, right. I wanted to pick up on something Brody Cat and I were speaking about in our pre-production meeting just before the show. Mm-hmm. Um. In terms of characterizing Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel and how they're looking to portray her in the current comic book uh, continuum, in the current continuity, in the current MCU continuity, I feel like they're still searching for a take on the current version of Carol Danvers. They're trying really hard. Right. In the first Captain Marvel movie, it was, you know, higher, further, faster, being the the the, the top woman in a very male dominated field, um, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, uh, always fighting against the uh, the patriarchy. I get that. 
right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, in the comic books, we've seen Carol come a long way from where she was in the early days when she was a, a, a basically a side character in the Captain Marvel, uh, the you know the the Cree Captain Marvel comics, and now you know she's gone from being like an alcoholic to an Avenger to you know the uh, the unwitting uh, basically rape victim of uh, of a. Of Kang, right? Wait, was that Kang or was that? I guess I, I forget I who it was. Yeah, but regardless, somebody. Yeah. All right. The point is, yeah, the point is that was you know that was that was a really bad look for how Marvel treated this particular character, and you know they've slowly but surely gotten to a place with uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick's version, mm-hmm. you know, being updated by Kelly Thompson. And the most recent Kelly Thompson run, and obviously the Kelly Sue, the OG Kelly Sue run, which really pushed everything, which really launched everything, um, you know, really pushed Carol into the, you know, the, the the daring pilot. They, you know, tapped on on a lot of that for the movie, but I still feel like they're looking for a take on her, right? Right. Because they're still developing her as pretty much, you know, one of, if not the most powerful beings in the universe, or at least this galaxy, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something I think some people bumped on in this movie where, you know, they had to contrive, you know, and, and I'm like, wait, this is a trope. They have to contrive a way for this character to not just run roughshod over every villain they run, run into. Right. Right. They have to because they have to give them a weakness or they have to give them something that some kind of obstacle they have to surpass because, you know, otherwise they would just be stomping all over people left and right. Mm -hmm. Right. So what they do is in this case, they give her diplomatic things as opposed to things to punch. Right. Right. Uh, You know, that's something that's in the comics, too, where they're trying to get Carol to solve problems without punching them. Right. (laughs) Right. And that's definitely that's definitely an element in the comics. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but I still feel like they're still developing that. And I feel like that's I think hindering a little bit of what Brie Larson is doing with the character because I don't think she's getting a good amount of direction uh, as to what direction to take Carolyn. And I don't think she knows because there just isn't a lot of source material that to help her. It's not like there is you know, uh, uh, decades worth of Captain Marvel comics of Carol Danvers to, to choose from. I would slightly disagree. I, I agree with you, but I would slightly agree, disagree with the fact because there is enough with, as you mentioned, the, the comics run as as and uh, and going forward with um with uh, uh, Kevin Thompson's run. There's enough there that like all right here. While. Again, like I said, I agree with what you're saying because even in the comics, as you said, like, yeah, they're still kind of trying to figure things out with that. I feel like there's still enough in that, those particular bits of material to give her something to at the very least play off of in this case. Right. And I think what's funny about that, and I agree with, the, I agree with that part, but I'll, 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 I'll put a little twist on it because this is tapping into what we discussed. Mm-hmm. Playing off of other characters seems to be one of the strong points of Carol's current character. Right. Right. In the comics, she's got, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, she's got, 
She-Hulk. She's got Just uh, armor. She's got um, uh, who else is running around in her? Uh, uh, Jessica Drew. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. And and that's like the rough equivalent of what this Marvel's movie is mm-hmm. with. Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau. That's not a spoiler. That's everyone knows those yeah, two characters in the movie. Come on. <laughs> but but the point is, you know, I feel like if there is something that they're pulling from the comics, it's that. Mm-hmm. It's that they're giving her other characters to bounce off of and that's something that, you know, gives Brie Larson something to play off of, right? Mm-hmm. And I I I like that I I like seeing her play off of characters. It's not even a spoiler that Tessa Thompson is in this movie and they play off each other even for a moment very well. Wait, I thought that kind of was, but it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it was, showed up in a trailer that I don't It was know. in the last trailer. Oh, I see. I didn't watch the last trailer. I, neither did I, but I heard that it was. Okay. So. Well, yeah. So, but because when I saw that, what did, I'm glad I didn't. And I'm good because it was like, you know what? That was a, a, a welcome treat for me personally. I was like, huh, I wasn't Same. expecting that because it was like. We got to a point in the movie. It's like, wait, what, what, who, what? And then poof. Oh, oh, right. Right. Okay. All right. gotcha. But that, right. but going back to the going, playing off of people in this movie, I, as, as Agent 70, I guess was, was saying, it's like, yeah, I enjoyed, um, the, the, um, I, I enjoyed the chemistry between all three, it's, it's, especially, uh, Amon Vellani's, uh, Vellani's, uh, uh, Miss Marvel character. Yeah. Because her exuberance is still kind of there and was just... The thing is, she owns that character. That's her, right? Mm -hmm. Because the character is her, right? Right. So that's, you know, it's almost like... I hate to say this. It's, she you know, like she almost embodies that character the way we grew to see Evans embodying Captain America, right? Like you see him, it's like, oh, yeah, that's... That's doesn't matter what he's playing. That's kind of Captain America. That's almost what's going to happen to Monvolani. Right. At, and in, based on what we know about her, you know, behind the scenes and, and, you know, in, you know, in her comic fandom, I'm pretty sure she might be okay with that. <laughs> right. 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 So who's, you know, what? I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. I, go ahead. No, what I was going to, what I was going to mention, and it was on the tip of my tongue and I feel like it just slipped my mind. So I apologize. I'm going to try to try to re uh, reconnect to it because there, there's something I wanted to mention about about the movie specifically. Um, if you have any other points to make, go ahead and make them because I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of what I was going to say. So I will uh, reiterate a point that I made to Agent Seventy before the show in that. If people are going into this and have not seen it, because this is still opening weekend uh, if, and still have not seen it, and, and very curious as to whether you should watch Captain Marvel, WandaVision, and Miss Marvel, um, this movie does a fairly decent job of kind of giving you a br- brief overviews of Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. A little bit with uh, WandaVision, but I would still say, hey, you, so you can basically go into this movie and not necessarily have to watch those, but they are still good things to watch, especially WandaVision for Monica Rambeau's character, because that's out of the three characters. I feel like that one, you know, kind of kind of came in as a, a side thing in that. And you don't really get you kind of get you, you kind of touch on it, but you don't get the whole thing. Um, well, you get the, the, the broad stroke of it, uh, of her, how she got her where she is now. 
Right. Whereas right, as right, opposed right. To where, right. wherein as the other two kind of had, you know, you know, it's kind of had a movie. We both had a movie and a show um, separately. So. Right. But, I mean, um, go ahead. now I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Scrolls. Ah, okay. I do not like scrolls personally. Scrolls continue to get the shaft in the MCU. I don't honestly care, but <laughs> scrolls and how this plays off of Secret Invasion is like it's bewildering to me. That's I'm been like, brought what? up. Yeah, that's been brought up um, uh, outside of this. And yeah, and it's kind of a head scratcher because basically, well, and that's the reason why I didn't bring bring up the Secret Invasion because that feels like this is a separate entity than that, the way things played out. Because I was expecting, okay, we were going to, maybe we were going to see at least, well, we obviously we know, all know Nick Fury's it was in that and it was in this. And maybe something else or, or a thing or two was going to come out of that and come into this that did not happen at all right so now <laughs> i credit i credit uh the midnight boys on the ringerverse for this for for reminding me of this when i was listening to the, their marvel's uh review podcast mm-hmm. was so there's an instance where scrolls go back to earth i'm not spoiling everything but that's a minor spoiler i'm like wait is this before after during secret invasion if it's after that's good that's gonna raise some serious problems right that so he knows about <laughs> right so i'm just like what the hell is going on is the way where is coach lombardi hold on 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 where are you i need i, I need coach lombardi to yell this for me please so uh, oh, here we go. What the hell's going on out here? Thank you. <laughs> right. Emotional damage. The world is taking a turn for the surreal. Seriously. <laughs> With the scrolls. Yeah. That one at, out in, in the outset of um, the Marvels is continues to be a head scratcher. Um, but, you know, I, I guess it's spoiler not spoiler for that i don't know know, it kind of doesn't matter at this point um but yeah that was that was the kind of a thing that that was in mind of like huh they just just nope nothing 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 on this huh okay okay cool yeah (laughs) anyway 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 all right so i think that's enough on the marvels because we're really going to start getting into spoiler spoilery territory if we go any further well so we need i i feel like we should we should at the very least address the fact that well one there's a Mid credit scene. Well, there, yes. there is there is it's not that there is not an instant credit scene which had a couple of people in my theater was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> but there is a mid credit scene and the last couple the the last scene of the movie also both right um, right they kind of mess they kind of mess with the ending right there isn't necessarily a real ending to the movie because the ending of the movie is kind of split up over like the the last scene that's in the film proper and then the mid credit scene. Which I will say, I enjoyed. I I enjoyed the the last scene because um, I was like, all right, that's a callback, uh, and, and I appreciate it. And it's also setting up, which a thing that some people are surmising, but also I'm thinking it could very well be something else, a, a different version of something else that um, that that people are probably not thinking about at the at the moment. But the big thing was the the mid credit scene that 
had me and probably one other person was like it, at the very the very least audible in the in the theater um mm. but um as, as i told Dangerous seven like coming out of the movie i was kind of slightly bummed about what the you know about something that came that something something where i'm trying not to spoil it so where something ends up uh being the case but it, it was smoothed over by the one by the the mid-credit scene and the telegraphing of it, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say that was clearly telegraphed because as soon as <laughs> I started laughing mm-hmm. because I was like, they did not say the word incursion. Right. But they said something very, very adjacent to it. Mm-hmm. And when they said, when when a character says, I may get left behind. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. Right. Telegraphing. Right. You know, do, 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 do. here's our story. Do, 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 do. Right. I got it. Right. You know? So I was still kind of bummed about that, but I was like, okay, it's, I, we see where this is going. Looks like Andrew Zimmer said. And then the, the, the end of credits, he was like, all right, they brought it on in. And I'm like, cool. All right. Fine. I'm still slightly bummed about it, but it was like, all right, I'm I'm okay with this. So I, I you know what it is? I like the way they played it. Yes. I like the way they played it because of, you know, it was a specific callback, which may which creeped me out. I was like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then they did a, they threw a nice little twist in there too at the end with a costume reveal. So I thought right. that was nice. Right. So but anyway, like I said, let's move on before we get into any more spoilers. Just people, you know, judge it for yourself. Please go out to go see the Marvels. Try not to wait until uh, streaming because I think there are parts of this movie that are well worth watching on the big screen. Agreed. So, um, and don't get weirded out by the singing sequence. Which I think probably was in a trailer, So you, or, or at the very least alluded to in a trailer. Um, if not seen, so that's not that, that big of a spoiler. But yes, yeah. agreed. Go in, go in with fun in your hearts. Uh, that yeah, exactly. Said, it's definitely a lighter movie, so don't go in expecting like you know death and destruction, even though you do get some. Right. And speaking of keeping it in the family, um, Loki, season two, episode six, the last episode, and I'm going to expound on the, the keep it in the family part. Uh, Right. And we're keeping it still relatively spoiler free because this is still we're still only a few days uh, out from this episode having dropped. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people still have not had a lot of time, haven't gotten around to watching it, just like our very own Rydicat. That is true. So, So ultimately, you know, what I'll say about this is that uh you know, the last episode is, I believe, titled Glorious Purpose. Which was the, the, the title of the very first episode of Loki Season 1. Bring it full circle once again. Right. It is. I, I, what, what I was going to say is, and I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned it, is that it is basically the closing of this particular circle. Mm-hmm. And if they do not go into a Loki Season 3... I, I think I think right. I think this is a perfect place to end it, and not necessarily end the character's story, but to end the series. Right. So, go ahead. Sorry. Well, what I was gonna just add before I handed it off to you is that 
this is not your standard superhero fare. This is very much a character study of Loki and his arc. This particular version of Loki's arc, once he uh, transports himself out of Endgame, that's how you have to see it. Right? It is this character story over the course of two seasons of television. It doesn't it does not necessarily have anything to do with developing all that much of the Kang storyline. It really doesn't. It's really about Loki. Right? There's a little bit of Kang stuff. Right? But it, it there's not a lot. They even drop in a quickie reference for to Quantumania, but that's it. Yeah, that was funny. That's it. So, you know, uh, I I highly recommend watching this series just for some of the acting because they pull together such a great ensemble, right? Kihui Kwan, you know, steals so many scenes. Jonathan Majors, for all of the legal stupidity, is a, an incredible actor, yeah. right? Um, the 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 actor who plays Sylvie does an excellent job. And, you know, shout out to Pillboy, shout out to, um, is it Gugu, uh, Gugu Mabatha Raw, 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 right? Mm -hmm. That's who plays Renslayer, right? Correct. Right. She's excellent. Uh, she doesn't have a lot to do towards the end of this, uh, of this particular volume, right? Mm -hmm. This season, but she's excellent. And, you know, obviously, uh, 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 Owen Wilson, you know, actually, believe it or not, is doing more than just playing himself. He's his his delivery, his character play, his character portrayal here is super solid. Right. So, you know, definitely, like I said, without spoiling anything, I you know, it's a it, they they pretty much close the loop, and you kind of make some sense of the timey wimey stuff, and you get a lot of great acting. Mm-hmm. So. I would add uh Wumi Masaku's uh role, even though her character kind of a side character, but she has has kind of come into her their own. But I, I also like her as an actress, so uh and she I think she did well in the parts that she played in this as well. Um that being said, yeah, this was a well for one, first of all, as as we've already said, uh the, the title's uh, Glorious Purpose, Bring the Circle, yada yada yada. But um I was there was a, a particular point that I really wanted to make about this particular uh, 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 episode in that as Age of 70, while Age of 70 said, it is a character study and that is kind of what, very much what it is. But at its core, this is this episode is a sci-fi trope. Just all the way around. Um, and I won't go too far more into that outside of what we've already said about, you know, the whole... Um, you you already know there's a whole space time thing going on here throughout this whole uh, season, and if you are versed enough in in um, in sci-fi, you will understand what I mean in the first couple of minutes of the show. Because, like I said, it is a well-worn trope in 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 science fiction shows that that this um that this that this episode does well. By the way, um. Uh, uh, so this, it's not saying it's a war trope, well, it is kind of a war trope, but if done right, it can produce a pretty good episode. And this, I think in, in that case, this has happened. Um, we pretty much, 
in a almost an 80s fashion we kind of get like well we don't get a necessarily we kind of get a where are they now type situation that's that's kind of a spoiler but not really but it sets it sets people in their places uh in, including the title character and also potentially another character who we, who does end up showing up who agent 70 said doesn't you know didn't get a whole lot in the last half of the season but maybe setting this character up for you know future stuff no pun intended uh in the mcu right if they are continuing to go some the the same course that uh that they've been set out before like what like we've talking about uh jonathan major's legal troubles have uh, have beset but we don't know that it also felt like this episode might have been kind of doing a little skirt of that but given how uh, long ago the show was i'm, I'm not one well, was produced, I should say. Not sure if they were able to do something like that, unless they went back and done reshoots. And but and we've also been in the middle of a strike, which has recently, um, tentatively ended. So, which I I don't think I put news on that. But yeah, folks, the the, the you're the doing great. Guess what? You both wrote it, and you both did an excellent job. <laughs> Wait, what happened? No, I'm just thinking of some of the some some of the. Uh, the 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 trope some aspects of the trope that you're talking I think we're, mm. we're both talking talking about right and, and and some of the lines that Loki gets to deliver oh, right 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 <laughs> yeah. right <laughs> this is perfect you know <laughs> right uh, so that's what that's what and that made me giggle because like yes I, and matter of fact I feel like I've seen something similar with a with, that has done a similar trope that kind of played it in a similar way, which most times it does, will play out something similar. That's like, okay, yep, they're doing it, they're doing it that way. So, um, but yeah, there's really not much else to say about this episode. Like I said, you, you should definitely go check it. it is, I think it's a fairly decent uh, capping off of this show and uh, capping off of uh, the much storied... Uh, we, well, we don't know if it's finished yet, but I feel like to this point, uh, the... Um, the the character of Loki is, is in a place not totally outside of I think we've mentioned this before of where this character kind of sort of was going uh, in recent memory in the comic books because they were kind of set him up as not is not a trick to God but something else but I think they might be also reversing course back to back to that recently right and also this it's just another variant right we're talking about a mm-hmm. variant of Loki you know, plucked out of the time stream. Correct. So, you know, we'll see where this character goes from here. Right. If, if they choose to do something else with, uh, and so going back to what I was saying about keeping it in the family, um, those who may or may not know, uh, Thomas Hiddleston's wife played the big bad in the Marvels. Right. So, to which I just found that out fairly recently myself. So I was like, oh, okay. And I certainly, suddenly certain things about uh, Mr. Hiddleston make a whole lot more sense now, but, but they're married. They, 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 they haven't been married that long. So that, you know, but, um, yeah, I was about to say he was Loki before. I know, married. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we also don't know how their really uh, engagement was or whatever it could be. Regardless of the matter, but still, I, I still stand behind that statement. <laughs> So it's kind of amusing. It's like, huh? Okay, yeah. Uh, 
see, I was going to say something that was going to probably possibly spoil the, the Marvels, but I, I will say something about the going back to the Marvels real quick. I thought they, that character was going to end up being a version of uh, a recent uh, Captain Marvel um, new character, mm. end up, but that did not happen. Right, 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 right. Anywho, anyway, folks. so so I think the last thing we'll cover in. The our watch party uh, section basically is invincible. Now, Roddy Cat did not watch it this week. All I will say is that this is the second episode of this kind of like first half of the season because they're dropping four episodes this this portion of the season, and then they're going to drop another four to finish it off. Um, very anime style, really. Um, next, I believe next year. Wait. Is it is it oh. is another four or another six? Because I thought it was another four. I think it's four and four. Hmm. That's a slightly bummer, but sure. They're, but these are long I'm episodes. You're right. Exactly. They are. Yeah. Exactly. They are long episodes. My my understanding is that it's four and four. Sure. So, uh, there's just plenty of story moving forward. Uh, in in Invincible, um, whether or not there's anything solid being developed in terms of like this season, I think we're not yet to the halfway point of uh, this, you know, we're still only two episodes. And even though the, these are long episodes we're we're seeing, you know, some development on, uh, on Mark's behalf on, on uh, Adam Eve's behalf. I still haven't gotten around to Adam Eve special, but I, I, I'd like to try to get to it this week. That's good. But, um, you know, there, there's some, there's some uh, uh, stories being developed for, for those two characters um, over the course of this, uh, season so far so it's it you know that that part is is pretty interesting it's pretty uh you know the, the stories are pretty engrossing okay yeah all right yeah, that show's been pretty good well that so far anyway but yeah i'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to watching the, the that episode when i get around to it definitely all right, definitely all right so we are going to move on to our comics of the week mm-hmm. meanwhile at the hall of justice and we start off with Amazing Spider-Man number 37, which is the only book that we have in common. Yes! <laughs> it is the only book we have in common this week. It's written by Zeb Wells with pencils by Ed McGuinness. There is an interlude with art by Emilio Laizo. Inks on Ed McGuinness's work is by Mark Farmer, Wade Vaughn, Grawbadger, and Ed McGuinness. Colors are by Marcio Miniz and Eric Arseniega. And letters are by our favorite. Favorite lettering by Son, the hardest working dude at VC, VC's Joe Caramagna. So I will help lead off the conversation on this issue by saying that we are, we know we're getting into the gang war stuff. It's even on the cover. But guess what? We're still dealing with limbo stuff. We're still dealing with dark web stuff. We can't get away from this stuff fast enough. So I'm kind of reading this, you know, with that with an eye towards just getting to gang war already. Um, hopefully, there's some developments in this issue that will kind of speed up, you know, the transition over to the gang war stuff and away from dark web and limbo. I think that seems to be the case, based on you know, uh, based on a couple of things that happen in this because. Yeah, so we got. If you're watching the video, you see the cover, and uh, the, you have you have um, Peter at Spidey, and this rec rap, rec rap 
um, character who, while fun when it, uh, when when introduced, kind of wore out. Welcome is where he yes. welcome. Well, hang on, um, is, has mm-hmm. more than quickly worn out its welcome. Um, and may have um, they may have well they are, I guess taking steps to do it because I think based on how this um, this ep- issue ends up, maybe the next issue is probably going to close the the loop on that stuff. Hopefully, that's that is my hope, and because yes, definitely, Gang War is, is starting to become more front and center um, into things because we're going to see a whole lot of that in in the next few months also. So buckle in for that. That being said, yeah, I mean it was a fairly decent issue, I, I guess. You know, um, as as this as this thing tends to go. <laughs> the the only thing I can say is uh, shout out to uh, Matt Wang ninety seven because now he has as if he didn't already had his uh, have his uh, catchphrase um, all figured out. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Then he definitely has a, a, another candidate here, which I can't remember has shown up before. Probably has, but I don't remember. That's funny. That's also, funny. there was a something. There was something in this that I did not know about, or maybe I just blocked it out or something. So we found out about um, an attempt on someone's life that happened a few issues back, and that we found out who was responsible for that. And I did not know this person and that person was related. Oh, okay. And I'm sort of like, cause I know both of the characters. I was like, what did I really not know that? And I'm like, would I, but I did not know the connection between them. <laughs> so that part was weird, but, uh, but I saw that a lot. I'm like, okay, sure. We're, I, I'll accept it. I just got to go back and find out when, what, how did that come about? I mean, obviously, well, outside of, outside of biological means, <laughs> like when that was, like, when was like, that exposure happened? I don't know. Whatever. So, gang war, folks, and uh, whatever this limbo is, things going on is getting taken care of. And this mysterious uh, repossessor, who I have a feeling I know who it is, but I, I suspect we're not going to know un- uh, until probably next issue who that actually is and how they know right. Peter. Right. That being said, uh, rapid fire. All right, here we go. Rapid fire reviews. I ain't got time to bleed. All right, folks. Guess what? I read God's Number Two. It's written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Valerio Schiti, colors by Marte Gracia, and letters by VCs Travis Lanham. If you did not read God's Number One, go back, read it. I read God's Number One and Two this week, back to back. And it took me a while to get into the rhythm of reading Jonathan Hickman, uh, Mumbo Jumbo, TM, um, copyright. No, actually, no, not TM. Copyright at Tim Dog 98. It took me a while to get into the rhythm of reading the Hickman Mumbo Jumbo, but it was worth it. I see what he's doing. I see the story he's laying out. I think it's worth everyone's time to read it. I think it's well done. So, um, believe it or not, God's number two, I'm not, ta- I'm not saying too much about what happened in the story because it's still lots of setup going. There's still lots of setup going on. 
you know, they introduce the new character. They're always introducing new characters in the series, obviously. Right. But they in, they've introduced a new character who is being uh, followed and inducted, kind of very. Uh, you know, we we see you. You're promising. It's it's almost like a, 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 a what's we call it? Exy. What is it? The sort the what is that? That movie was based on a Miller, uh, Mark oh. Miller. Uh, oh, Kingsman. Kingsman, right? It's very oh, Exy. Yeah, right, right. There's there's the very Kingsman aspect to this, mm-hmm. but yeah, believe it or not, this is uh, an actual uh, dark horse uh, click of the week pick uh, pick for myself. Next up is Guardians of the Galaxy number eight. It's written by Colin Kelly with Jackson Lansing. Uh, pencils are by Kev Walker. Inks are by Walden Wong, and colors are by Matt Hollingsworth with letters by VCs Corey Petit. We're another step into the Groot Space story and. Um, apparently it's still going to take a little while. I wish it didn't take this long, to be honest. Um, because next issue is, uh, a very mantis centric story. Um, I feel like they need to just finish this Groot space story as soon as they can, but they're just taking their time. Uh, next up is actually a pretty surprisingly fun read. You know, it's hard to say something is fun when it's titled Thanos, number one, right? It's written by Christopher Cantwell with art by Luca Pizzari, colors by Ruth Redmond, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. This issue is an interesting uh, start to a Thanos series because Thanos is not in it for the most part. He's in it for very little. Uh, it focuses on a seemingly familiar character to everyone, though. So, you know, I will leave it at that. That is, I think, a good tease for anyone who might be interested in picking this up and reading it. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, next up is X-Force number 46. With, it's written by Benjamin Percy with art by Robert Gill, colors by Guru EFX, and letters by our favorite lettering Paisan, VC's Joe Caramagna. So, if you've been reading X-Force, you know that Piotr Nikolaevich Rasputin has not been himself. And you found out that his brother was behind it with the aid of a mutant who was basically manipulating Peter to do his brother's, bid, uh, do his brother's bidding. All of that comes to a head in this issue. I'm not going to spoil it. But I'm going to say it comes to you know, something of a conclusion in this issue. So it's worth a read. If you're, you know, a fan of the X-Force characters, a fan of Colossus, you want to see where this story goes. Last but not least for me is X-Men Red number 17. It's written by Al Ewing with art by Yildere Sinar, colors by Federico Blee, and letters by VCs Ariana Mar. This is a very dark horse candidate for Click of the Week for me. I really like what they're doing with Storm and X-Men Red. I like where they're doing the Araco stuff, you know, kind of it, it's it's very parallel to the fall of X stuff, right? It's weird that Storm is away from Earth, is away from the X-Men, but at the end of the day, I like that she's here basically holding up this story on her own. So, um, 
X-Men Red number 17 is another candidate for Click of the Week for me. And that's it for Agent underscore 70s books this week. Well, all right. So we get into mine and a very not so um, quick um, discussion of a potential Click of the Week for myself, which is Transformers number two. Uh, written in art by Daniel Warren Johnson, colors by Mike Spicer, letters by Russ Wooton. Um, so after the events of the first uh, issue, we have uh, Optimus taking a, a moment to stop and smell the ro- roses and kill some wildlife, <laughs> which I, I, I feel like is a slight ar- ironic because normally uh, deer would you know see the headlights before they get ran over. But in this case, um, it, that doesn't happen. But a, a deer made a fate and Optimus fate felt, felt very, very bad about that as he is trying to take in, you know, take in the earth and learn things from Spike uh, as they talk and actually learn about each other as they, they talk before things start to uh, get into what would say classic uh, Transformers fare in that, hey, we need... Uh, Decepticons need Energon and so do the Autobots and now they're on Earth looking for it Um, uh, but we also because we are in this uh, Energon universe have another uh, and a very um, pointed uh, reference to G.I. Joe I would say come in which you know it was happening um, even the, the first issue was like, okay, I see where this is going. And sure enough, that played out uh, into this because there is a character that kind of shows up in this that's going to have a book or a miniseries leading into uh, the G.I. Joe series proper. And I believe that series is coming up fairly soon. That miniseries is coming up fairly soon. So all I'm going to say is um, if you've seen this rap sheet, it says man of action. You may know who I'm talking about. Uh, but overall, yeah, this is a pretty good uh, second issue. There's a, a character that kind of got um, pushed to the side back in the old uh, G1 series who is now slightly m- more front and centers, center thanks to what happened the last issue, funnily enough. Um... And I guess the uh, they're they're trying to pump this this uh, this character up a little bit more, and has a fairly amusing interaction uh, when they come into play. And we also, of course, get uh, our our decepts and even a cameo for the big bad of the uh, of the decepts uh, in this. So yeah, good stuff, folks. I I've, I've been enjoying it so far. Hopefully, it keeps up and keeps going, and you know this whole universe thing pans out for them. Hopefully. Next up, though, is <clears throat> Mechadets number four, which I know Agent 70 is going to read at some point. And uh, it's Mechadets uh, number four of six, apparently, uh, written by Greg Pak with illustrations by Takeshi Miyazawa, whom we love around these parts, uh, colors by Ian Herring, also who we love around these parts, and letters by Simon Bolin, which I don't know much about. Uh, this is pretty much furthering the, the story of Met Cadets. Um, I don't know if Agent 70, did you actually, do you remember reading the last issue or you haven't really caught up, uh, with the series? 
So the last thing I read was I think issue three, so I should be caught up, but okay. I feel like I, I, I missed issue two. Mm, okay. So, you know, the, there's a bit of a gap in my in my understanding, but go on. Okay. Well, this this pretty much uh, goes, you know, takes place after, obviously, after uh, the, the last issue and kind of furthers that a little bit more, let's just say. Um, because after something that happens uh, in, in that issue, you know, the, there's uh, some movement on that, but also... Uh, we get to find out uh, what the enemy is kind of wanting or what was the enemy enemy wanting uh, so far. And uh, that is going to be something that's going to be, have to be dealt with uh, in the next issue. So we shall see how that plays out. No, I apologize. I've read issue two, but missed issue three. So it's the other way around. Well, then what I said still can, yeah, yeah. Still, still can stand. That's cool. Next up, uh, Birds of Prey number three. Pink. Um, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Leonardo Romero, colors by Jody Belair, and letters by Clayton Cowles. Uh, so, the... Uh, if you don't know the story, Black Canary puts together uh, a crew of hitters because she needs to go do something that's probably going to be put them in the, in uh, a line of fire. Let's just say, if you're watching the cover, you can kind of see said line of fire, um, uh, right there. Some would say this might be her suicide squad, but I, you know, I would not be the one to say that because basically Dinah is trying to rescue her, I guess, sister not necessarily blood related sister but i guess someone she has adopted as a sister and that sister as, as she knows it is being held on the mascara you know who whose uh, people live there uh so now you know who the, the what the line of fire ends up being at the end of this issue because while their plan hits a snag but kind of goes um goes gets to a certain point yeah, part of that plan didn't work out. The a couple parts of that plan didn't work out the way they uh, the, the way the way they drew it up. So this is going to uh, put them in the line of another major DC character. Let's just say, obviously, you, you know who it is if you know enough about DC and the place that I just mentioned. Uh, but it's been good so far. Uh, there's some there's a couple of good um, uh, uh, pieces, action pieces in this. Uh, next up though, Fire and Ice. Welcome to Smallville number three of six. BG's got a book, folks. This is where we are. Um, there we go. Script by Joanne Starr, art by Natasha Bustos, colors by Tamara Bonvillain, and letters by Ariana Maher. So, Jimmy Olsen comes to town. You know, I would, you would think Jimmy Olsen's no stranger to Smallville because of connections, but I was, you know, that I, as far as I know, he doesn't know he's the, the, the full connection to, I don't remember. Regardless DC's history is weird. Uh, he comes to town, uh, because of the new story about what fire and ice are doing and, uh, chaos ensues because this is, you know, they're, they're trying to, uh, get seen in a good light. Um, and, in trying to get seen in said light kind of end up causing more chaos. Um, 
uh, going forward. Also, apparently at some point in DC's history, Jimmy Olsen was a turtle, which gets brought <laughs> up here in a couple of different ways. Um, and I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, but yeah, book is, is, is kind of fun. And there was, a, as I say in my notes, a thing that was telegraphed in the midst of the book ends up, uh, ends up happening to a side character which, of which there are a lot of in this book. So it is what it is. Last book for myself is um, Uncanny Spider-Man number three. Um, pardon me a second. Wait, did Street... Did, damn it, that came out and I didn't read it. Fuck me. Uh, all right. Anyway, written by Sarah Sysporier, art by Javier Pena. Uh, color artist Matt Miller, and letters by VC's Joe Caramagna. So, uh, Kurt's still running around as a spider character, and he and another spider, uh, Spider-Man adjacent uh, character is, uh, let's say, getting to know each other quite well, even though one is um, uh, chasing after the other for, because they were hired to... Um, but apparently they are keeping up with this, probably because of reasons of their own. Um, and of course, Orcus is involved. And of, for some strange reason, not so strange reason, the Vulture's got a job with him and somehow has gotten a hold of um, Warlock and has been using um, techno-organic uh, matter in his, uh, in his uh, perusings, let's just say. I don't know if we're going to actually get into how that happened, or maybe it gets, and I'll be honest, I kind of skimmed through most of the book, so I don't remember if that, if they actually do go and mention how that happens, but nevertheless, um, we have what we have. Also, there was a pretty amusing, um, Batman nod, uh, that the vulture, mentions at the beginning of the book i'm like okay that is a, i feel like that's pretty clear to anyone who knows enough about what people like to say about batman um but in this case for i guess the villain side uh so there's that and that folks is it for me clicks of the week clicks of the week Uh, you know, I totally forgot to ask uh, if anyone had uh, a click, uh, but I know we also have people that are catching up with stuff and are busy doing other things. So right, and this is what happens when we're you know constantly recording off schedule. So mm-hmm. hopefully this week we can uh, get back to our normally scheduled programming. Right. Um, I'm curious about what one person thinks of a book that I'm about to possibly probably about to mention. <laughs> but do you have yours? Was there something Star Trek-y out this week? No. Uh, wait. Oh. Uh, if there was, I... No, I don't think there was, actually. No, I don't think about it. But now you got, hit, got me going looking. Because <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be very upset. <laughs> well, about Star this, Trek yeah. Defiant came out. And Did Picard's it? Academy came out. Yeah. Fuck, I mixed both of them. Because <laughs> those would be the first books I would read. How the hell did I miss that? It's been a weird weekend for me, folks. So that's that's... Probably yeah, 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 yeah. So I will say that. Wait, can um, we get copies of them? Or that's a good question. If that was the case, I don't remember. Excellent question. I am going to double check and make sure, just for Roddy Cat's sake, 
Um, we have copies of because it's quite possible that I didn't get a copy of it. It's like, oh yeah, I'm seeing them right now. Yep, God damn it, I didn't go back into the the box and see because um, I am seeing. I have to. I pull covers every week because of, obviously, but it's a little behind the scenes. Actually, there's a couple of books I'm seeing that are, but um, yeah, I am seeing them out there. Uh, uh, I don't see them in our box. Yeah, so which means they might not have been pulled, but it will be after the show. Yeah. So. All right. That being said, uh, like I said, you do you 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 have yours or I have my I have my picks my 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 choices. Okay. So I'm in between Gods number two and X Men Red number seventeen. Those are the strongest things I read sure. this week. Do you, what do you, what are your candidates? Yeah, I might as well go ahead and uh, and and pull the trigger on it. It's it's Transformers number two. If, if that wasn't if that was a surprise to you, I don't know. You may not have been paying attention the last couple of few minutes, but uh, <laughs> Transformer number two is, is my a definite click of this week. Now, granted, I have read some pretty good stuff, and I'm pretty sure it's the stuff that I didn't get to that 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 was including the aforementioned Star Trek stuff would have definitely been candidates. Uh, right, 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 right. So I, I think what we got. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of what I read and what I really enjoyed, um, I'm going to go with X Men Red number seventeen. Just because I really liked, you know, what they're doing with Storm in this, you know, in, in, in this particular, what Al Ewing is doing with Storm in this particular story. Um, but I definitely appreciate what Hickman is doing in Gods. You know, I give him a lot of credit. Once I got into it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Hmm. Again, yeah. like I, said, I we feel I, I can I feel like it's safe to say that we feel relatively confident about uh, Hickman's work. Elizabeth's yeah. very in the past, so I, I I I would not doubt that being the case in this either. Right. Right. You it just takes a little bit of time to get back into the rhythm. Like I believe it or not, I think that's the right way to put it. There is a rhythm to his writing that you have to uh 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 become acquainted with. And once you get comfortable with it, everything starts to make sense. All the world building the world building makes sense. You know, the characters that he's you know that he's basically retconning into existence that have been working alongside Marvel heroes forever and ever makes sense. Right. And if you have not um, read any Hickman's work, this, I'm not going to say it's not impenetrable. It just, you just need to kind of take your time with it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's all righty. <laughs> um, in fact, if you've been reading the Hoxbox, you, you will get a sense of that, but yep. anyway, uh, we are going to go into the news section, but first, an ad read. Our first ad read of the night. As the New York City Fire Department rides by, hopefully they are not going to be... They're going, they, hopefully they get to where they're going in time. Our first ad read of the night is for Funko, Fun at First Sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous vinyl bobbleheads, apparel including t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise such as their custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the che- When you get to the checkout, Put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. 
Funko through CSPN.us. Do it today. Ready? And now the news? Exactly. And now we get into the news. I was like, you threw me off a second because normally you would have just gone ahead and said it. I'm like, wait, did he freeze yeah. or something? <laughs> no, 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 no. My video did not freeze. Okay. I don't know. For whatever reason, I, I paused and, and, and it looked like you were like working on something. So that's oh, why I asked, are we ready? Oh, I was, but it was it was in relation to. Understood. Uh, cinematic news, folks. Uh, Echo will be the first series, that's Marvel's Echo, will be the first series to launch under the new Marvel Spotlight banner, apparently. So what this means is that, you know, uh, if the name is any suggestion, you these are spotlighting more street-level-ish street type characters side character well i'm not gonna say side characters because these are characters in, in the marvel universe but these are more street level uh characters uh and that is going to be what they what they call these so you know the the uh the iron fist the luke cages the moon knights uh the echoes the daredevils of the world will be under this i guess probably no not the blades because this is more the of the uh the 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 TV side of, I don't think the, this is going into, uh, the movies. If there are any movies for any of these folks, but, um, yeah. So there is that. So, you know, come January 10th, when echo premieres, maybe there's going to be a, a banner for that on Disney plus, uh, or something, but we shall see next up. Alrighty. So, uh, what if is coming back for Disney Plus and Marvel Studios? The studio published a press release highlighting uh, content coming to Disney Plus and gave fans an idea of when to expect season two of What If. Uh, so, although no exact release date has been established, Disney's press release states that the new episodes of What If will debut sometime over the holidays. And guess what? Uh, we are you know, headlong into the holiday season because the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree has arrived and uh, the weather is getting a little chillier. So, And Mariah yeah. Carey has thawed out. Oh, she's been released from the carbonite. <laughs> Indeed. So, good news. Uh, bink. So, folks, you, you've unless you've been under a rock and probably or and or probably don't care about the, what's going on in the MCU or not there's been rumors uh that uh, I heard a rumor indeed that uh they might be trying to the powers that be over at Marvel Studios might be trying to get some folks back into the fold and a couple of those people are Robert Downey Jr and Chris Evans who apparently according to this article may be reportedly coming back for Avengers Secret Wars which Given what we are, what we know about Secret Wars, you know, and and that we're just a comic in general, or yeah, sure, not so that wouldn't be that big of a surprise if they tried to do something, you know, along those lines. But there's also been rumors that they might be trying to bringing bring them back for things outside of that in relation to what's going on in MCU. So, I guess leading up to that, um, so yeah, but this has only been a report. This is nothing. As far as we know, concreted about it. So there's people kind of 
picking it up and running wrong with it. Um, also, Scarlett Johansson may also be back in, uh, uh, you know, uh, and most of the other folks in the, the original phase of the of the uh, um, of the MCU may possibly could potentially come back, but we don't know. So, next up. Listen, if it's really the Hickman Secret Wars, of course they will. Yeah, hopefully. So, uh, one of the fan favorite moments of Star Wars is Ahsoka series at the end of season one. Spoiler alert for the people who have not watched Ahsoka yet. Was the appearance of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. And now, Lucasfilm has officially revealed why he appeared to his former apprentice as a force ghost in the finale. So according to the official Star Wars website, so this is now canon, Anakin appeared on Peridia in the final moments of Part 8 and watched over his Padawan in order to signal to her that everything happened as it was supposed to. The website states that both, quote, the Convor Morai and the Force Spirit of Anakin Skywalker both appear to give Ahsoka Tano signs that she's exactly where she is supposed to be, end quote. Yes, no funeral pyres and no Ewoks celebrating were uh, happening uh, right. as, this, as this went along. Right. Oh, you know what? There's something I need to... There's something I need to mention later on. But, anywho, so yeah, that's that. Um... So, folks, uh, in big corporate uh, <laughs> eating slightly smaller big corporate uh, streaming services, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I didn't work that shot. That went out well. Disney will start testing a combined Disney Plus and Hulu app next what, month. I believe we talked about last week the fact that um, Disney uh, has now controlling interest in Hulu as of fairly recently. And, uh, according to this article, there's going to be a beta for people who subscribe to Disney plus and the, for people who subscribe to the Disney plus slash Hulu bundle, uh, that is, that is floating around. And of course, as agent 70, I believe mentioned last week, yeah, people's, you know, people are starting to see the, uh, the price hike <laughs> that Disney plus. Yes, it sucks. Put in place. So, which is article also, uh, mentions and yes, it very much does suck. So. Um, so yeah, if you have the Disney Plus Hulu planned, I guess check next uh, check next month to see if you you'll get the beta app for the combination. Next up, Warner Brothers Pictures has announced that Blue Beetle will make its streaming debut on Max one week from now on Friday. Less than now, less than a week from now. On Friday, November 17, 2023, from the date of this recording and broadcast later this week. So, you know what? I still still have not watched Black Adam. There's no guarantee that Blue Beetle being on Max will make me watch it, but it's nice that it's there. Yeah, and speaking of Blue Beetle, we'll get to that in a moment. Um... But yeah, it's, which is weird that it's like, why are they announcing something that's already been? Because if I'm not mistaken, the the end of the last Flash season is was pretty much the wrap on it. So I'm not sure what's what this is all about. But maybe there's something I'm missing because uh, I haven't been keeping up with stuff, stuff, stuff. Anyway, anyway, Max is taking away uh, 4K from its legacy ad free subscribers. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't know how many people have uh, a 4K television. I'm pretty sure it's more than what that usually used to be. But, um, yeah, apparently Max emailed folks and was like, hey, that, uh, that, that 1599 you've been paying, uh, you, you're, you're going to be losing uh, 4K and HDR streaming. Because and it's not like there's been a whole lot of 4K <laughs> content out there in the first place, so okay. Uh, but if they want to keep the sad thing, they'll you got to up it to 19.99, so or a whole big fat twenty dollars to kind of keep that quote unquote perk, which that sucks, but also that's sucked because that's the way they <laughs> these uh, services are handling things. Yep. Next up, so. Apparently, fans are eager, eagerly awaiting the continuation of The Amazing World of Gumball with Season 7, and it appears that a release window was announced. Uh, so, let's see here. When's the new release window? Alright, so they're now working on Season 7. Blah, blah, blah. When can fans... This is free. Oh, mid to late 2024. Okay. I have no idea what The Amazing World of Gumball is. It is a kind of a slightly bonkers show, but it's so good. It is really good. Okay. I've watched, you know, I've watched a, a a bunch of good episodes. Like this is one of those, like, kind of, I guess, within the last five or ten decades, this, this show came. Oh, not five or ten decades, but uh, five or ten years, this show came along. So the the younger Got folks it. in the crowd will definitely more know it more than than we would probably would. But yeah, good stuff. Um. So we alluded to this earlier. Oh, we talked about this earlier. SAG-AFTRA approves deal to end historic strike. So yay. And people have already been kind of getting back to it from what I've been seeing online. Like it left or right, I've been saying, I was like, yeah, I got a call to, to get back on the set or this and then the other or yay or yippee. And I can talk about this now and all this uh, kind of stuff here, uh, this and that as uh, the tentative deal, um, you know, gets inked. So... Yeah, I guess we're getting starting to get back to shows at, at some point. In fact, I think even one show, uh, was it? No, it was uh, My Adventure with Superman. Uh, Jack Quaid was like, Yeah, uh, season two is already in the cam. We're just you know, trying to trying to get uh, I guess get a date, whatnot. So, and such and that. So, yeah, um, yay. I would say our like, yeah. long, long standing nightmare is over, but let's face it. <laughs> it is not. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Next, Next up, up ha- Hasbro announced announces Dungeons and Dragons Adventures to launch in November of 2023. So it's sometime soon. So Hasbro Entertainment has announced the Fast Channel is launching three original series of Dungeons and Dragons Adventures beginning Monday, November 13th. That's tomorrow as of this recording on the free ad-supported channel Fast, available on Amazon Freebie and Plex, with more platforms to be added. So the Dungeons and Dragons Avengers series includes Faster, Purple Worm, Kill Kill, Encounter Party, and Heroes Feast. So uh, fans can tune into new episodes for each series twice weekly for Monday through Saturday viewing. Fast will also run a preview week of Legacy Dungeons and Dragons content beginning November 8th. So that is on now. Hey, have fun, folks. Right, because I think this is like the second time I've heard of this channel and the first of which was another article that we talked about a while back. So, okay. Um, Ghostbusters sequel trailer reveals Frozen Empire title turns NYC into Icy Tundra. 
So, uh, eight to seven. Have you seen this trailer? Yeah, I played during my my screening of the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Same. So, I have not seen. I I want to say the first one of this, but I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's a there's a few Ghostbusters movies out at this point, but I guess the first was the reboot or redo or whatever they call it in this thing with Paul Rudd. Um, I have not seen that particular movie yet. So, uh, have, I guess Ghostbusters fans will be happy to know that. And I don't know if the, the, any of them showed up during the first one, but yeah, there's some of the original Ghostbusters are all of the actual original Ghostbusters minus uh, Egon, rest in peace. Yeah, I was going to say the ones who were alive, yeah. Right, show up in the trailer. And yes, that includes Bill Murray, because obviously that one has been a wild card uh, in this for quite a while. So, yeah, it was an interesting trailer. I don't know, 8 to 70, did you um, pick out any notable spots that got iced over or whatever the kid may be? He was like, hey, I've been there or something, I don't know. Or you just didn't. You're just like, I don't care. <laughs> yep. uh, righty, next up. Okay, I guess he didn't care. <laughs> wait, wait, wait well, I'm sorry. I got distracted by something. What, what, uh, what was well, the question? I, I asked you if there was anything about notable about um, places that showed up in the, the trailer that you saw and were like, hey, you know. <laughs> well, he had to do that to this place or something. I don't know. Well, if I recall the trailer correctly, they froze over Coney Island at the start. Right. So they froze over some of the famous landmarks in Coney Island, like the Wonder Wheel, Mm -hmm. which is like I I actually have family connected to that. So I was like, oh, I've ridden the Wonder Wheel, you know, many a time. So that was pretty cool to see. No pun intended. Right. Yeah. Okay. Next up. All righty. Sorry about that, folks. I got, you know, sometimes we get, you know, we kind of step out of ourselves when we're in the middle of the news stories because we're looking at the next one, right? So I'm looking at the next one, and that is Futurama has gotten renewed, so you can expect 30 more episodes on Hulu. Hulu ordered 20 episodes of Futurama, Futurama last year, but now you can expect 20 more. Good for you, folks. They are. Um, the streamer says it will drop the remaining 10 episodes with the season 12 that's expected to arrive in 2024. That is future Rama has always been an amusing flow, um, show, not because of the actual contents of the show, but because of uh, its history of being on and off the air at, at various times. But yeah, okay. Uh, um, in news that nobody asked for, um, <clears throat> Charles Band's Barbieheim, Barbenheimer mixes bombs and dolls for the ultimate low-budget comedy cash-in, as according to the Hollywood Reporter. So yeah, somebody is making a movie that mixes Barbie with uh, Har- uh, Oppenheimer, or I should say Barbie as Oppenheimer. <laughs> so it says here that it's about a scientist doll in Dolltopia who tries to take out humanity with a nuclear bomb. Um... Also, well, never mind. I, I was going to editorialize about Hollywood making movies about terrible people, but you know what? That's another another time. Mm. Uh, and uh, next up, Skybound Entertainment, the company behind the animated TV series Invincible, has acquired the historic Spike and Mike's animation events with plans for a revival. So Spike and Mike began in the 70s as a curator of animated shorts. Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted Festival of Animation. All righty. 
So I guess they're going to try to restart that and, uh, you know, invite uh, people to contribute to it. Sure. Uh, and speaking of Invincible News, um, again, I have not seen the, this latest episode, but there's an article that is, uh, according to the byline here or the tagline here, is probably a spoiler uh, for folks, but it was a question that I had in mind in the first episode of season two. Right. How the hell was as Donald alive? I totally forgot that something happened to this character. So, right. But also did some, well, it might've been this article, which funny enough comes from men's health. Um, uh, but I've read something, if not here somewhere else about that character in the invincible universe. I'm like, okay, but that still doesn't explain. I mean, that explains, but it doesn't necessarily explain in this situation. Because we don't know that about this character at this point in this series. Mm-hmm. Folks who know, know, but the rest of us don't. Either way, if you want to know what that's all about, and you, you know, you go for it. But I'm not going to mention it here because I don't think this article even says so. Uh, next up, though. Next up, Godzilla Minus One trailer sees the kaiju destroy post-war Japan. So yeah, we we all we we saw this trailer, the latest trailer for Godzilla minus one dropped this past Friday, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I can't wait for this movie. <laughs> you know, we may not necessarily do uh, uh, movie protocol, but I'm definitely going to go and watch this movie open again. It looks good. It looks good. Uh, next up, we no, not yet. Nintendo announces a Legend of Zelda live action film because, you know, that Marvel movie did <laughs> pretty damn well. So I guess they're going to keep the train rolling. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, apparently. And yeah. Anyway, like I said, live action Zelda um, is is going to happen. And of course, Avi Arad, who has been a part of a lot of these um uh, more recent uh, video game to screen uh, production. Actually, well, obviously, in office, well, uh, if that name is not familiar to you and other uh, 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 from from the Marvel world, then hey, I don't know, you might do some research. Anyway, regardless, um, says the film will be produced by Nintendo and Arad uh, Productions with West Ball selected to direct and uh, says here that. Um, Nintendo will finance more than 50% of the movie because all in with worldwide theater distribution handled by Sony Pictures. Because they basically like, you know what? <laughs> that last one, that last one worked for us. Here's our chips. We got this. Uh, which, you know what? I would say Nintendo can't do no wrong, but they can. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if they, if they pull this one off right, they might have something. Who knows? Uh, no word on what this is going to go, what uh, particular part of Zelda this is going to um um, be about, but you know if if anything's in the thing, it probably should be about Breath of the Wild, which is the most latest, more latest stuff. But that's just me. And now we're going to get closer and closer into the anime corner. Oh, okay. Because I guess this arcane stuff qualifies. Let's say yes. Okay. Alrighty, so Arcane is finally coming back for a second season. 
during its Geek Week presentation, Netflix announced that the League of Legends spinoff series will arrive in November 2024. Okay. Yeah, I know there are fans of that thing, and if folks don't know, that is the uh, the, the anime that is uh, um, based off of the video game League of Legends, which I'm sure a whole bunch of people know about. Uh, next up, though... That Geek Week is going to be uh, the next few articles, actually. So, or sprinkled in in there. Netflix teases the live action Yu Yu Show series before it arrives. This again coming f- comes from their um, Geek Week um, uh, um, shows that they've been uh, doing this past weekend uh, on on streaming services on on Twitch and I guess YouTube probably. But um, so that stuff is still out there if you want to look at it. So, yeah, that was a trailer that came out uh, from that and get a glimpse of where what they're adapting to, which has me thinking, how are they going to get from the beginning to here and how X amount of time that they have that they're going to allot for this? That's curious because. Obviously, you could say some things could be skipped over, but I'm like some things like that's. They're going to pull a lot, unless they're not doing a tournament, which that's, you know, why would you not do that? Anyway, if, you, if you're a fan of Yu Yu Hakusho and are still somewhat hopeful for live action adaptations, you and you haven't taken a look at this teaser trailer, which uh, apparently shows off of, I don't know how to feel about that spirit gun, but hey, we're going, we're, here we are. Um, you can check it out in uh, out there on the YouTubes and whatnot. Next up. All right, so uh, there is in the there are in the works a John Wick anime and a TV show, a TV show separate from the Continental, and they are in the works, says director Chad Stahelski in an upcoming episode of the Discourse podcast. So um, apparently, uh, they want you know he wants to explore some uh, the TV show want, you know is going to explore some of the characters that were introduced in uh, John Wick Four, mm-hmm. which brought the question up to me. Oh wait, is the Continental actually going? But apparently it has been. It's already finished. Yeah, I, I have to get get around to watching it. Right, it's on Peacock. So I mean, pfft. yeah, exactly. Who? Uh, next up, uh, I wish I had a soundbite for this, but. There's going to be a Terminator anime, and this was also uh, from uh, announced at the uh, Netflix Geek Week uh, presentation, or one of them. I think this one must have been Sunday because I didn't see it Saturday when I was watching. Uh, so yeah, uh, it says there's a, there was a trailer which I didn't get to see, and uh, says that the trailer didn't actually include any footage of of the anime. Um, oh wait, I think I did see this actually. Uh, the only thing it said was like, there is no fate on August 30th, 1997. Two days of now, everything changed. And I did see that. So if that was all there was to it, then yeah, there, there is what it is. Uh, there was a little bit more that was shared about the series from a person from Netflix. Um, <clears throat> and it has nothing to do with uh, Miles Dyson, let's just say. So, Yeah. Uh, I do know that I believe what Studio IG is doing the work on this, so at the very least, it's going to look good. <laughs> uh, if you if you do or you don't know, uh, Studio I, Production, excuse me, IG uh, is the uh, the studio behind Ghost and Shell Rise, Psychopaths, and Fully Cooly. Probably the well, I don't I can't remember if they did the original one, but probably the later ones. Uh, 
and it's uh, will be executive produced by Skydance, you know, that, that company, the J.J. Abrams company. Next up. Ultraman Rising, an upcoming animated film based on the Suburaya Productions Tokusatsu superhero TV series, released a dynamic trailer on... Oh, during Netflix's Geek Week 2023, the film will stream in 2024. Okay. Sure. More Ultraman. Um, original anime Great Pretender teases new project announcement. This is, uh, I guess, ahead of Anime NYC. Oh, wait. Has that happened yet? No, that's this upcoming weekend, and I do not think I'm going to be able to make it. Gotcha. Well. Stop. Well, if you were going to be able to make it, apparently the official Toho uh, Animation YouTube channel released a short teaser video uh, inviting fans of 2020's The uh, Great Pretender anime to, quote, return to the party for the series' panel at Anime NYC, and where there's going to be a new project uh, announced. I don't know anything about the series, so good luck with that. I'm sure somebody's out there squeeing about it, but it looks like Netflix has uh, the original series, so I guess you can go check it out. Next up. So Crunchyroll is set to release Spy Family Code or Spy X Family Code y, uh, Code White to theaters worldwide in 2024. So uh, it's going to release in North America, Latin America, Australia, New Zealand, and select countries in Europe. Um, the film will be available in Japanese with English subtitles and dubbed in English. Okay. Boy, it would be really nice so- if uh, Crunchyroll... Um- you know, straighten up my whatever's going on with uh, my account status. That would be great. Yeah. What, what so the that? film is going to release in Japan on December 22nd, 2023. So it will release in theaters in 2024 here in the States. Mm-hmm. Which was the only piece of the puzzle that I think we were looking for. So right. uh, new information on Haikyuu. You should actually have this one, Agent 70, but since I've already started. Um <laughs> There's new information on the Haikyuu movie, The Battle at the Garbage Dump, to be revealed at Jump Festa 2024 on December 16th. Uh, Can't wait. <laughs> so it says here that the um, it's going to be a, a oh wait, is it going to be a two part movie or that, I know we know that this is going to be a two part two parter. Yeah. Um. Uh, and the first part is called The Battle of the Garbage Dump. It's set to premiere in Japan on February 16th, 2024. Um, the first trailer was uh, revealed uh, September 24th at Haikyuu Fest. I think we probably talked about that. I'm pretty certain we did. Um, there's a little trailer that's attached to this and a visual um, attached, which I'm, I'm sure Age of 70 has probably seen already. And we will have more news uh, in the on December 16th. I'm sure we will talk about uh, right. So uh, if you scroll down, it says Toho Animation returns to produce the two Haiku final anime films. Right. Uh, in addition to some other stuff uh, that we may or may not know some things about, but I can't read what um, what some of that is. Nevertheless, oh, just, I see Chainsaw Man. Regardless, we'll get to some of that because I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about it one way or another. Oh, Demon Slayer. Oh, I do see that. Yeah, there it is. Ha ha. Um, and of course, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. Uh, let's see, come on, come on, click, click. There we go. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans Uder, 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 I'm not sure how to pronounce that hunt. Uh, gets standalone anime release. 
So apparently, as the spinoff was a part of um, uh, Iron Blood Orphan's smartphone app. So I guess it's going to get released outside of said app uh, on January 11th, 2024. I still haven't yet to finish Iron Blooded or Orphans um, and, and a lot of gut up series, but you know, it was, that was an interesting, interestingly weird one for me. Uh, but yeah, there's a teaser trailer and outside of that, not much is being known outside of uh, the aforementioned date. So, all, all right. right, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 back up, back up, back up. Um, the oh, so it's being released because the um, that app is uh, being uh, uh, sunsetted on January eleventh, twenty twenty four. So we actually don't know anything outside of that. There you go. Next up, I I was about to say we're going into the manga corner, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to touch on the fact that the final, final, final episode of the anime adaptation of attack on titan dropped this past weekend mm-hmm. after our last show and guess what folks it was epic 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 you know dedicate your hearts folks it ended the only way it could my understanding is that it uh, it animated it portrayed a, a fuller ending but it's the same ending that's in the manga so I'm working on reading the manga now. I've already started. Hmm. Uh, but um, my understanding is that it is a fuller ending. You know, there's much more to it in the anime. I saw an article um, around probably before the, 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 the episode dropped about the, um, was it the manga car or was it the showrunner? I can't remember what, what, which one was, was apologizing for the episode. And, I don't, and the reason why I didn't put it in was because of the source of the article. And like I said, did not know actual reactions then. So I was like, I don't what know was he saying? I don't know. I didn't actually read the article. I still have the article. I'll have to look it back up. But, oh. the, but the title was saying, like, the, you know, so so apologizes for, you know, the, the the last episode making everybody cry <laughs> maybe probably possibly yeah so i don't know i'm not sure i would have to read yeah, that i know a lot of people have very emotional uh reactions to the finale and people i know believe it or not the one of the one of the folks i i, I play volleyball with on sundays uh said to me she still couldn't bring herself to watch it i know a week feels. later yeah so uh, yeah, I know those feels like, yeah, hey, man, I love the show. I don't want to see it at the end. So therefore, I, yeah. <laughs> that is an admission. Uh, I'm yeah. sending something to Agent Seventy that has nothing to do with anything, but he might have already seen this. But I, I got a kick out of it when I saw it. All right. Uh, Next up, we're gonna sense. we're gonna transition over to the manga corner. Mm-hmm. Uh. So let's see here. So we've got some 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 award results. So yes. Yes. Awards. Yeah, so these are the 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 Hugo Awards. The 2023 Hugo Awards were announced on October 21st, 2023 at Chengdu Worldcon, the 81st World Science Fiction Convention. Uh so there's a bunch of uh Winners here listed. Shout out to Monstrous Volume 7 Devourer by Marjorie Liu and uh, Sana Takeda from Image Comics. 
uh, Saga Volume 10 by Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples, and Phonographics, and Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow by Tom King, Bill Quist Evely, and Mateus Lopez from DC Comics. So, yeah, there's a, a list here. Make sure you guys take a look. Yes. Jason Aaron takes on DC's Dark Knight, uh, excuse me, takes DC's Dark Knight out of his comfort zone in Batman Offworld preview, of which I think I might have seen on the, in the back of one of the books I've, I, I read or something, or some something towards it, but I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> so, Jason Aaron, Doug Mankey is the, is the creative team on this said uh, series, um, which actually probably sounds interesting i guess so apparently it's batman in space <laughs> um but it says here yeah the, the story takes place earlier in batman's career even though he's already starting to establish himself in gotham his reputation doesn't yet extend past earth that's something batman will face head on and it takes bruce outside of his, his comfort zone as keep saying um and that, then there's a quote from jason aaron about this so which you can read in the article yourself Next up. Dawn of DC announces its Trinity of Evil and releases previews. So the Trinity of Evil's Reign of Terror takes over the Dawn of DC initiative this December. So that's going into 2024. So superheroes and supervillains alike will be fighting to retain their humanity or risk turning into uncontrollable animal versions of themselves. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. So it does sound like it's coming out of, coming out of or has something to the do Titans, with that uh, yeah. Titans, uh, event that's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, Also, Trinity of, of, of Evil sounds like a, a thing DC has done before, so I don't, I don't know. But anywho, um, next up. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kickstarter fully funded in just four hours, which I think was uh, not fully the case when this article was um, originally um, posted. But it was most of the way there. Nevertheless, uh, there was a month-long campaign to bring back a remastered uh, RPG uh, called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. And it has been successfully funded in the aforementioned four hours and is now, according to this article, sitting, uh, at least at the time of this article, um, sitting well past twice its gold with a list of backers still growing. So the Kickstarter was from Palladium Books. Um, and the remaster is a remaster from a 1985 tabletop game, of which I just named, uh, which I had never heard of, but hey, that's not saying anything at all. And it looks like... Um, it's a sprawling game. You can create your own mutated animal, which I guess that has definitely been a thing in later Teenage Mutant, at least in the ongoing uh, later on. So, And there's uh, expansion materials. Um, and that, I guess, is also in, in here. So, cool. If you wanted a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, tabletop game, or, or I guess re- a remaster of one that's already been out, right. here you go. <laughs> I mean, my understanding is that that was actually a pretty popular game. According to what this article says, yeah, but I'd never heard of it you before. So I didn't, I, I mean, I'd heard of it. I just didn't have a, a copy of the book. So, right. you know, but I, but I had seen it in game stores before. And I know that friends of mine had had, had, had purchased the book. So, hey, yeah, for, for, you know, more power to you guys. 
It'd be interesting to look at for sure, for certain. Yeah. Next up. Yeah. So uh, the real Ghostbusters, a one to four scale arcade cabinet is coming coming from Quarter Arcade. So I guess that's a competitor to Arcade One Up. So, um, so yeah, this is not going to be released until 2024, 2025. Right. And this is the, uh, the, the old 1987 data East version of the, 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 uh, excuse me, the, the old, uh, uh, Daddy East arcade game, excuse me, the real Ghostbusters, which I vaguely remember playing at some point. Uh, I think I played this. Mm-hmm. So, not the Commodore 64 where it goes, Ghostbusters! <laughs> Although that was oh pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Also, I guess I didn't put this in, but I, I saw something funny on this, I guess the same, same, same site. Apparently there's some a Ghostbusters energy drink that some companies are going to be put out, putting it out. And my first thought was, wait, ecto-cooler? No, no, it's, a, it's an energy drink. Um, no, I was about to say, I was walking past a, either a GNC or vitamin shop today, and I saw an advertisement in the window oh, so for something Ghostbusters-themed. I don't know if it was a protein drink or something. Right. So I definitely saw it. I, I, I walked – I was – you know, I kind of – I didn't stop to look at it, but I saw that it was Ghostbusters-themed, and I was surprised. Right. Yeah, if I, I had the article, I might still have it. I might put it back in the article, but I just – I thought that was pretty freaking funny when I saw it. I'm like, okay, sure. That's, that's the place to go for it. Anyway – um, <clears throat> Disney selling a life-sized Wicked Ewall plush for the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. And I saw this and I'm like, this thing looks, one, it looks good for what it's supposed to be, but also kind of scary at the same time. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, sure. Now granted, that's it. It says life-sized, which Ewoks were only like four foot tall or something like that. You know? So, as you can see, the scale of the the model and the the doll uh, in the picture that I'm showing in the uh, uh, in the video version, somebody wants it, <laughs> and they shall have it. Uh, mm-hmm. It is five hundred bucks. Damn. Yeah. So, hey, good 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 luck for those who, because I know there are some Star Wars fans who would plunk down that kind of money. Can't say that I am one of those folks, but I do love me some Star Wars. So yeah. Next up. Alrighty, so Roxley Games has officially launched their highly anticipated Dice Throne Kickstarter campaign. In just a short period of time, it has already surpassed the one million dollar mark in funding. Thanks to the support of over 4,000 backers, this Kickstarter is specifically for the Dice Throne X-Men and Dice Throne Marvel Adventure boxes which features eight new characters and an exciting new co-op gameplay experience. Okay. Sure. I, I don't think I've ever played one of these types of games. Um, so I hear they're kind of popular. Yeah. It looks as well. like there's figures also. Right. Which <laughs> <laughs> maybe stoking agent 70. I don't know. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I know I forgot something. Uh, canceled the PS2 Daredevil. The game is now playable twenty years later. I actually, got my hands on a copy of this, so I want to check this out. 
Uh, but yeah, there was, uh, the Game Preservation Group Hidden Paddlers managed to release a playable version of uh, the game, which is called Daredevil the Man Without Fear, on October 31st via some, some, somebody, one of their peoples. Uh, it's a late prototype with a fair amount of bugs, including possible crashes after the first chapter and getting stuck behind walls. So, you know, it, it, it wasn't going to see market. But then again, sometimes stuff like that gets to market, sadly, which... Yeah, that's another podcast. Um, I'm not the biggest Daredevil fan, and there is our, our, you know, there is a Daredevil game that actually wasn't put out there and wasn't very good as itself. But I'm sure we will be. There is a, a venue to revisit games like this um, popping off in the future. Let's just say, um, of which I did re- revisit a couple of potential candidates. That um, yeah, that's this is gonna be. A slog. Anyway, next up. <laughs> so Sony has revealed what could be its final PS5 2020 model bundle as part of its early Black Friday sale across most online retailers. You can currently purchase the new Spider-Man 2 console bundle for $499. A noteworthy discount considering Spider-Man 2 launched only last month and typically still costs $70 MSRP. So the slim Spidey bundle now in stock in Amazon and Best Buy. You can also get Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 slim bundle to consider for $499.99 as well. So it's $100 less for the slim. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's it's the same for the – I guess it's the same for the slim and the con- the old school console? Um. Yeah, well – Yes. Well, it's so the there's twenty ball. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So yeah, there's basically a, the the same, which is weird because yeah, there's a slim model. The slim model is the same price with the with the bigger hard drive in it, a bigger SSD in it, and then there's the regular right. one, the uh with with drive, uh mm-hmm. that has the regular sized uh, uh um SSD in it for the same price. I'm not sure why you would get. Unless you just don't want to, um, well, no, because that one has a drive also. But yeah, so I don't know why you would get the old one when the Slim is out there with the thing, you know, and a bigger hard drive. Go figure. Which, of course, you can put, you know, um, another SSD in there, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, I guess the Spider Man 2 would be the, 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 the other draw if you don't have a, a PS5 already. Because I thought about this at first. I was like, wait, that's not that big of a. Um, discount because normally you still be paying for the game, which in this case you may or may not be uh, in this. So hey, go for it. Next up though, uh, come on, uh, there's a new season of Marvel Snap, uh, and of course in in time with uh, the the movie that just came out, the Marvels, it is uh, the Marvels themed. So of course there will be um, variants of. Uh, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Photon, and Miss Marvel, amongst others, uh, uh, amongst others, and I believe the season has already started. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I've not kept up with Marvel Snap, but yes. Uh, so yeah, there's more variants of stuff and new locations, and all of the accoutrement that will come with a, a new season. So I'm pretty sure folks have already been on that. Next up. So this story has some spoilers for the first issue of the new Thanos series that I discussed earlier today. And uh, 
basically Thanos levels a major U.S. city in his return to the Marvel Universe. I won't say much more than that. Gasp. <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. So I just read it. Oh, come on down. Don't do that. Stupid ads. Anyway, Captain America is still Wolverine's perfect partner, apparently, according to this article. So, I guess this is, what is this from, okay, yeah, spoilers from Wolverine number 38. Yeah, exactly. I, I read this. Um, it's, it has, you know, like, it's very tangentially related to the fall of X stuff. Sure. But apparently, I guess uh, Cap and Wolverine, Wolverine are teaming up again in this, in this uh, particular issue. Or something. Exactly. 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 There you go. That's all you need to know. Next up. Uh, let's see. Krakoa's last hope joins the fight in fall of the house of X number two and rise of the powers of 10 number two. So, um, pulling this up and Marvel's being a pain. All right, here we go. Um, the finale of the Krakoan age will be told across these two intertwined series this January in Jared Duggan and Lucas Vernick's fall of the house of X and Kieran Gillen and RB Silva's rise of the powers of 10. It's a who's who of current mutant mastermind storytellers and together they're bringing Krakoa down in epic style. Okay. Don't bring me down. Uh, Night Thresher says goodbye to a super cool quote unquote adventures of the nineties in a new solo title. Um, okay, I need you to really stop doing this. There we go. So apparently, it says here, Marvel's billing the new Night Thresher title as a big update for the character who first appeared in 1989's Thor 411 by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends. Really? I didn't, I don't think I knew that. Was that just, was it just Night Thresher or was it the whole, um, new, new warriors? He had his own solo title. No, no, no. The uh, uh, first appearance. Oh, no. First appearance, I think, was New Warriors. Oh, because it says here, um, 1980, wait, 1989's Thor 411. Yeah. Was, was the first. He, he, appeared, he appeared with the New Warriors in Thor 411. Gotcha. But that was. They were, fighting the, they were fighting the Juggernaut. They, you know, he was helping, they were helping Thor fight the Juggernaut. Gotcha, because there's a whole lot you can do uh, against an unstoppable force on a skateboard. Anyway, um, <laughs> so wait, so okay, so, but back to my question. So was that the, so was the the new warriors already out at that time before no. this, or was that the first appearance of the that? Marvel? Was their first first appearance? Gotcha. Okay, I was was wondering about that. I was like, oh, all right, sure. Um, but anyway, uh, Night Thrasher gets a new series. Uh, let's see. It says here that. Some of the New Warriors era's themes will carry over to the new title, um, such as his relation with uh, Silhouette. Uh, he'll have an all-new arch enemy named, oh, Jesus, the OG. Um, and, yeah, let's see. Oh, it says here, and I guess this article is making note to to let folks know that this is the original Night Thrasher because who died uh, in Civil War, which I don't remember that either. But I do remember there was another one that took his place. Yeah, I I don't remember that. Brother? Or something? I don't remember. Um, Comics, folks. He was later revived in the 2016 uh, Contest of Champions, which I 
I think I vaguely remember. Uh, after which he seemingly retired. Now he's coming back out of retirement. So, yeah. Well, who's the creative team so we can push on? <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Night Thrasher's signature skateboard, which gives his uh, name, gives... I love how this article spells out what OG means. That's very silly. Um, but I guess I'm sure everybody... Ask Ice-T! <laughs> right. Um, oh, that's the cover. Either way, there's a creative team, and I'm not sure. I don't see it on here, or else I'm passing it up. But yeah, that's 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 uh, is next uh, next month. And guess which month it's coming out with? You'll never guess. On February. <gasps> Good guess. Uh, actually, on Valentine's Day, according to this... Uh, is, uh, <laughs> as this article says so yeah next up you gotta love it man yeah so anyway, the venom symbiote bonds with new hosts in the reality shattering new series what if venom enter a world where the lethal protector took wildly different paths um as written by jeremy holt with art by jesus ervas this new five-issue limited series will put a bold twist on the Venom symbiote's origin as it's rejected from Eddie Brock and tossed around on a twisted trip through the Marvel Universe. Okay. Yeah, outside of a, a potential curiosity of one of them, I don't care none of this. <laughs> Next up, though, Power Rangers got a new dark armor by sacrificing their 90s powers. Which I read part of this and was like, wait, did that not already canonally happen? But anyway, um, something, something, uh, loss of their power coins, uh, and and uh, Power Rangers Lord Dracon New Dawn number three, but they get some new powers uh, that I guess are not coin based. Uh, and there's a whole lot of this that I don't, I'm not up on in that series, so we're just gonna skip past most of that. In that, hey, that's a thing. Next up. So last but not least, on the Star Trek website, StarTrek.com, you can get downloadable, printable coloring books that you can uh, print out and color from uh, the official Star Trek Lower Decks coloring pages. So that's actually pretty cool. I love the idea that you can, you know, print these up on your own paper and color them to your heart's content. Um, you know, listen, this is like an adult, you know, adult coloring books were like a fad, you know, like five or six years ago, seven years ago, but, you know, they're still very real. Yeah, but they, they, and, they, and they never quite stopped. There's weird, uh, weirdly enough, they, they're obviously got a little niche of its own, but um, yeah, they kind of really haven't stopped. Uh, right. If I watching... got, I was about to say, I know I, there was a time when I think Marvel and DC properties were coming out with them fast and furious, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. And I got a whole bunch of them just to look at the black and white line art oh, of course. that they were putting out. So just to collect them, I haven't, I've never actually colored them, but it's pretty cool. I just pulled up some of these um, coloring pages and, you know, they're obviously very animated style. Uh, but, um, but yeah, people will have a lot of fun coloring these. Yeah. If you're watching the video version, you can see me flipping through the, the first book, uh, quote unquote book of this, which, and if you're a fan of lower decks and even if you don't know how to draw, I'm pretty sure you're probably 
It's coloring. You pull out crayons, markers, colored pencils, whatever. If you're a digital colorist, you'd have fun with this too. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that that is also the case. But I mean, but you know, there are people who have trouble staying within the lines. So (laughs) that's all I'm saying. Um, But yeah, fun for all ages. That's all. That is the, 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 the crux of it. And with that, folks, we have come to the end of the news. Can we get one more ad read? I just wanted to do a super oh. quick toy corner. Right. So this week I actually got in this past week. I actually got in a pretty cool um, uh, piece that being uh, from target, this target exclusive um, amazing Spider-Man first appearance, Marvel legends. So this is a, a re-release of this figure and um, you recognize, you know, the the first appearance um, color palette and the uh, the accessories that come with it, and that originally came out in like a cardboard box version of Marvel Le- uh, of a Marvel Legends figure. The new the the that packaging that is now uh, gone the way of the dodo because they brought back the plastic so that people could see what's actually inside the box. Um, this figure is pretty cool it's pegless i i want to say that the one differentiating uh uh aspect of this figure is that the spider that's I, i'm not i haven't opened it yet the spider that's on his back in the original costume in his original appearance was colored a light blue and that's what it is colored on this figure apparently the the first version of this figure that came out had the spider on his back red the way it was in later appearances of Spidey, but not the way it was in the first appearance. So this is pretty, you know, it's pretty cool. It's a little bit more expensive because of the accessories and the, it being a, an exclusive. So I think it was like 27, but you could find this probably in targets, um, around the country, uh, you know, on peg somewhere, but, uh, I pre-ordered mine just to make sure I got mine because, you know, target is very hit and miss when it comes to toys in my area. So, um, check this out. You know, I, I, I think I would recommend getting this figure for anyone who wants this first appearance Spidey figure and that's it. All right. Ed. Alrighty, our last ad read of the night is for Amazon. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or Marvel Legends. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment... That helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And with that, folks, we come to the end of the show for this week. Uh, we will be back next week. I don't remember if we are actually going to be on Thursday. I can't remember what you said on that one. But. Well, we'll let you guys know. I think we're on. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. I don't think I have anything scheduled for Thursday this week, so we right. should be back to our regularly scheduled programming. So, with that, um, I have been Radicat. You can find me at Radicat on Twitter. You can find me News Need on Twitter. You can find me at CB Caps on Instagram. 
Oh, speaking of, uh, well, no, actually, I'll get into the next second. Sorry. Uh, Agent underscore 70 on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. Threads! Uh, PC underscore dirt on Twitter, popculturenet on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, and all those umbrella sites therein. And uh, the Osiris that is ish. One, Tim, D O G G 9 8 on Twitter, SCB Cron on Twitter, which is uh, Comic Book Chronicles Twitter account. News Nerds Need. I'm scared, right? Not News Nerds Need. Um, maybe one day. But um, he's too big for that. Uh, um, uh, the Click Nation on Twitter, theclicknation.com. But also, and I can safely say this for a fact, he is over, back over, he is still over, excuse me, at comicbook.com where he's over there writing his face off. Writing his face off! Because I think one of the articles uh, that, that was his that I pulled. So, um, so yeah. Man's back in action. Um, uh, you can find this here podcast on the Coastal of the Podcast uh, Network. That's CSPN.us. Do it today. You can also find this on your podcast proposal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal of the Podcast Network SoundCloud page. Make sure to click like, subscribe, and leave us all the great five-star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, because it does matter there to help people find our show. Yes. And you can find us uh, recording mostly every Thursday night, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And I guess I can say that for certain (laughs) now that the time change. Um, But hey, semantics. Regardless, uh, Twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles and uh, the YouTube channel of the Click Nation, which is youtube.com slash the Click Nation. Make sure to click like, subscribe, and uh, hit the notification button so that you know when we are broadcasting live. And what I was going to mention earlier was that, hey, if you, um, if you did not know, or you may or may not have seen any of your following our Twitch channel, um, I put up an older episode, uh, episode 359, which was one of our evergreen episodes uh, from when uh, we were knee-deep in the panda- pandemonium and did not have any new books coming out per week. So we were doing um, shows, uh, uh, revisiting e- uh, re- events uh, from the comic world, mostly Marvel and DC, but yeah. <laughs> and Yeah, crossovers you know stuff that you know has happened before and mm-hmm. likely you know have ramifications in today's comics and roddy cat picked one that fits exactly that uh you know that uh those qualifications yeah because it was the episode we did which i think was the first episode we did um which was i guess the one that kind of started off events but also relevant to current events kind of tangentially related to the marvels in in a way, so yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, you could check that out. It's been, it was a show from three years ago, and it I would say it shows, but it also was like yeah, like I told Agent Seven, it's like yeah, there's some things that from then that's still going on, but um, including you know COVID being a thing. So hey, right. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check that, that is up and out there. Uh, I think the next time we end up. I might try to put a couple more up uh, 
you know, on those weeks where we don't get to an episode on Thursdays or something like, or not at all. We'll, we'll see how that works out. Uh, and we still got a lot of that stuff in the pocket, by the way, but, you know, because of new books coming out, which we've said this before, you know, we can't really get back around to doing that stuff, which was fun to do. Um, I would say write us if you want to see us do some more, but obviously we can't, we can't hold to that because like I said, new books coming out. So that's, yes. Yeah. There's only so much time that we have to podcast every week and we, you know, we take up a lot of time having to read. Right, so. and Agent Seven is a busy man, so we can't, you know, can't, can't, just, you know, can't put that much more on him. I can't say that I'm not busy, but he's more, a lot more busy than I am on a consistent, <laughs> on a consistent time time strength, timeline. Yeah. So that being said, hey, check that out, and a lot of stuff is still on YouTube. So I mean, a lot of those are definitely on YouTube. So I didn't put them back on there, although we'll need to do some editing on whatever chapters they put on them but nevertheless they're back there but that one's on twitch now if you so so choose to do that check it out it's a it's a it was interesting uh to say to, to revisit while i was still uh, playing so anyway with that folks uh there's nothing else to say but this has been the comic book chronicles peace peace one and knowing is half the battle 